Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. If you are standing, you can take your seat now. Praise God. Grateful to God for to pastor for this privilege to share God's word and we pray that we would all experience his divine touch and life change through his word in Jesus name so today's title is is he worthy is he worthy who is he first of all who do you think he is God, Jesus, you're absolutely right. So the question is, is he worthy? Do you think he's worthy? It's a no-brainer. He's more than worthy. I like those answers. Why? Why do you think he's worthy? Because he's a good, good father. Okay? Okay. Anybody else? Why do you think God is worthy? Why do you think... Jesus is worthy. Anyways, if you are not, if you are struggling with yes, maybe there is lots of answers in your head, but you are not sure which one it is to drop. By the end of this teaching today, I pray that I trust the Holy Spirit that he would inspire our hearts and we would truly be able to say without a doubt that he is worthy. He alone is worthy. Praise God. And to open, let's read our Bibles and let's go to Philippians 2, 6 to 11. I'm reading from NLT and it says, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. This he now is Jesus. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise God. So can you answer now? Is he worthy? We'll go further to understand it. The Passion Translation, if we look at that same verse of scripture, but verse 9 now, Philippians 2, 9, he says, because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. Because of that obedience. We read already from verse 6 where it mentioned what the obedience was. That Jesus, even though he was God, he was equal to God, but he did not consider that. He didn't think of equality. But he obeyed God. God said, go and die for my people. And even though he was equal to God, he did not think of equality. He didn't consider his divine privileges. But he took upon himself that position of a slave. So you can imagine, and we've seen a couple of scriptures, so some from Revelation, some from the Old Testament, that talks about when maybe God wants to do something, or they, 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 they talk about heaven. Someone has a vision of heaven, and God is saying something. Or somebody is saying something. Who will go? Who will do this? I mean, we would read further a scripture that's like that. And I can imagine the people had sinned and maybe God was like, who is going to go and save these people? I can imagine the angels, thing like this. I know they, I'm not there. I don't think I'm interested. I didn't bargain for this. Or I don't think I can even do it. But Jesus obeyed and he said, I will go. He decided to go for God. He decided to go for us. And 
because of that obedience. So the, and, and we would read further that that obedience is what made God give him that name. So he says that because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. So if we go back to the gen story of Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we, know, and we know from our Bible studies that God was present, Jesus was present as the word, and the Holy Spirit was present. But you wouldn't really hear the name of Jesus spoken at that time. But because of this obedience of going for God, for going for us to die on the cross of Calvary for us, he has now been given the greatest of all names. Who is excited about that? Praise the Lord. Hebrews 1, 3 to 4 says, The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. He sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. So that's, it's not, sorry, the text of that is not up. But the bit I want to read is verse 4 that says that, this shows that the son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. So the name of Jesus is indeed greater than every other name. Think about whatever name it is, whatever name there is available on this earth, whether it is name of a person, animal, place, or thing. Regardless of what name exists on this earth, in this world, the name of Jesus is greater. And that's what we are going to be looking at today. The name of Jesus and why it is indeed greater and what we should do about that. So we know that now that God has given him that great name. So what then? What next? So we can picture again the reason why God gave him this name. Perhaps one of the reasons is the fact that, so if you can picture maybe a man, maybe he's, he, he writes comics or he draws comics, maybe with his son or something, it's a family business, and he draws these comics and they kind of take on the, their own life. And then something in these comics, something goes wrong. And then that man turns to his son and says, I am making you into a comic to go and save these comics. Like, you can think about it. Why didn't God just say, let's just start afresh, right? Let's just tear the comic book. Let's tear the script, throw it away, and start afresh. He could have done that. But he chose not to give up on that. He chose not to give up on that, on us. And he decided to send Jesus instead to die for us. Praise God. And so, because... He sent Jesus. He must have loved us that much to send Jesus. He must have loved us not to throw us away, not to throw us into the garbage dump. To say, you know what, Jesus, you have to go and die for these people because I love them. And then Jesus said, yes, sir. Jesus obeyed that instruction and God gave him that name. Philippians 2.10 says, the authority, so that's the same text we've read, but in TPT now. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to the name. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. Every realm Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name. Whether in the heavens, in the earth, or in the demonic realm. So why were those three realms placed below Jesus, you may ask? How did Jesus get qualified to be placed above every realm? Let's take a look at Revelations 5. The NLT says, Then I saw a scroll in the, hand, in the right hand of the one who was, seated, who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy? 
to break the seals on this scroll and open it. But no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. No one was found. So that was like a blank check. You can imagine if the, if the demonic realm, if they had the power, that was like a blank check. If you are worthy, you can just come and open the scroll and whatever happens will happen based on that. A blank check in heaven, in the heavenly realm. Who is worthy? No one was found. Not the angels, not the 24 elders, not the four living beasts or four living creatures. No one was found. And then in verse 4 talks about how John started to weep. So it was John who, who had this vision. And so he started to weep bitterly because it was like, nobody is found. Like, there is nobody. You can imagine you are going somewhere. And the illustration that came to my mind was, maybe you are coming to church and you don't have a key. Happened to some people this morning. You don't have a key. And then you are there waiting, anxiously waiting to get in. And then each time a car comes, you are wondering, do you have the key? Can you open the door? And then the person comes and says, I don't have the key. We are all waiting here together. And then we will keep waiting and waiting and waiting until somebody comes that has a key. So they were, there was nobody that was found who could break the seal, who could open the scroll. So they checked heaven, they checked the angels, elders, all of them, they shrugged their shoulders and said, I can't. I'm not worthy. But verse 5 says, But one of the 24 elders said to me, that's John, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Hallelujah. I thought you'd be more excited about that. That somebody else, somebody was found worthy. He was the only one found worthy. Jesus bailed everybody out. Hallelujah. And verse 6 to 9, we will not read that, but it explains. It might just be on the screen. I'm not going to read. But it explains why he was worthy. Because he was the lamb that was slaughtered. Because he looked, John looked and he saw that the lamb, a lamb appeared that was slaughtered. And he was the one that came. And he was the only one that was found worthy. And when I read that chapter, and each time I read that verse, it says this, then I saw a lamb that looked as if it was slaughtered. And that just brought my mind to how deep the sacrifice of Jesus was. John didn't see Jesus in heaven moving around all right. He didn't see Jesus in heaven like in good shape, like everything all looking fine. He still saw Jesus in heaven as a lamb that looked as if it had been so slaughtered. If you think back to when Jesus rose from the grave and he appeared to all of them and Thomas was in there. And then Thomas was like, it's a lie, it hasn't happened. And then he appeared again and Thomas was there and he said, come, look, put your hand in the hole. Which means there was, after Jesus resurrected, there was still a physical hole in his hand. He said, put your hand in my side. It was still there. That is the depth of love that Jesus, it, it was not like all those movies where the good guy comes and he saves the day. And then maybe he gets treated or he's superhuman. And then all of a sudden everything just heals back and he's back to normal. Looking like nothing ever happened. But something did happen. Yes, is this superhuman? Yes. Is this supernatural? Yes. But something happened. Something that changed the course of eternity. And it didn't just happen and then it was just forgotten about. We may forget about it, but heaven has never forgotten about it. Heaven has never forgotten, forgotten what Jesus did for us. And they still acknowledge him because of that. He still appears in heaven. Maybe not all the time. But he still appears in heaven. 
sometimes as the lamb that was slaughtered. So that sacrifice was a big deal to all of heaven. And it should be a big deal to us as well. Praise God. So understanding that sacrifice, let's go back to Philippians 2, 9 to 11 again. Same text. Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, do you see why everyone in heaven, on earth, beneath the earth, has to bow at the name of Jesus? Because they were not found worthy. Nobody was found worthy to break the seal. Nobody was found worthy to open the scroll. Only Jesus. Hallelujah. And like I said earlier, that it tells us of two things. It tells us of the Father's love for us. How happy he must have, how, how much he must have loved us. His love was so great that he could send Jesus, he could send his own son to die for us. God loved us that much. God loves you that much. He didn't have to do it. But he loves you that much. And so he took that step. And it also shows how happy it was, like I said, with Jesus. How happy he was with Jesus. And because of what God did, Jesus was number one. He was elevated to the place of highest honor. That was the first thing. He was elevated. Which means he was not, that kind of means that he was not at that place of highest honor initially. But because of what he did, because of his obedience, he was elevated to the place of highest honor. Also, he was given a name above every other name. And so now at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise God. That is how important Jesus is. That's how important his name is. That's how important the name of Jesus is. We all, we all know how important names are. If I ask you your name now, chances are you might be able to tell me what your name means. What's in a name? Why is a name important? How important is your name? And if your name is that important, how important do you think the name of Jesus is? And so now we'll be analyzing those three realms. The heavenly realm, the earthly realm, and the demonic realm. The heavenly realm. Revelations 5, 8 to 12, like we read, says that when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people of God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the four living beings and the elders. And they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. So this is the heavenly realm. And what is their response to the name of Jesus? Worship. Their only response to Jesus and to his name is worship. We are told that day and night, night and day, 
every second, every minute. They are there before the throne, bowing their heads in reverence to God. That is the response of the heavenly realm. Praise God. And we would quickly move then to the earthly realm. We would spend a bit of time here because that's where we are. And we will be looking at five groups or five gangs, like I call them, and their responses to the name of Jesus. So the first gang we're looking at today is, and feel free to identify where you belong in any of the groups. There are imaginary tables in front of you. You can sit on any table at any point, two, three tables, whichever. The first gang is, I don't even know how to call their own name, but TMM can put it on the screen. And their tagline is the swearers. That's their group. These are those people who profane the name of Jesus. They turn it into a swear word. They don't care. They are likely, very likely, the only group that is not Christian. Of the five groups we have, they are very likely the only ones that are not Christian. But it is possible that there might be Christians doing the same. For such people, their father is the devil himself. And I have a bit of scripture to back it up. So I'm not just swearing for them. Revelations 13, 1 to 5 speaks about their father. Then I saw a beast rising, out, rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. I saw the one, that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they also worshipped the beast. Who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed, who is able to fight against him? Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. So on his head, okay, so verse 6 says, he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. It says that on his head was written names that blasphemed God. What, are that, what, what names would, would be written that blaspheme God? Names, of course, swearing, perhaps swear words, blaspheming the name of God. In the later chapter in Revelations, maybe 16 or something, it talks about the, how the end of that beast. So we know that their end the end of that beast is, is destruction. Those are the people, the swearers, the ones that, that, that swear, that profane the name of God, that blaspheme the name of God. We must be careful not to be, not to fall into this group. That's the one that is the most grievous. Be careful not to fall into this category. Praise God. The second gang, and to the rest of the gangs from, from number two, very likely are in the church. Most likely are Christians. The second gang is called the G-Sox gang, a.k.a. the Jokers. So as their name suggests, they turn the name of Jesus into a joke. They play on words. They pronounce the name of Jesus any way they like. When they're having all these, their memes, or they're just hanging out with people and they're saying stuff, they turn the name of Jesus into a joke. They write it, they speak it as a joke, as if it were a joke. So they say things like G-Socks, they say Jesus, they say, G they say all sorts. Profaning the name of Jesus, turning it into a joke. But his name, we know, should never be toyed with. 
The name of Jesus is not a joke. The name of Jesus is that all-important name that we must take seriously. Remember what the heavenly realm's response is. It's worship. They don't play with the name of Jesus. They don't play with Jesus. It's not, it's not a thing of play or joke to them. So we should not do the same. Growing up in, back in Nigeria, I had a lot of classmates, probably in secondary school. These people were so particular about, not their name, their father's name. They would get into fights. Who is on that table? Those that used to get into fights because of their father's name. You cannot joke with their father's name. You can play, you can make jokes and make all sorts of nicknames with their name. But when it comes to their last name, their father's name, their surname, they don't joke with it. I have friends that got into fights just because you called their father's name in a weird way. They don't mind. You can play with their name all you want. But you see that last name, that surname, it is revered. So if your father's name, if your surname, if your last name cannot be toyed with, cannot be joked around with, why on earth would you consider toying with the name of Jesus? Why would you joke around with the name of Jesus? Because you're hanging out with the boys or the girls and you're just talking and somebody does something and you just, you just let it slip. For you to let it slip, very likely you're a Christian. Very likely. Maybe not. But for most people, that's where they stand. They are, maybe like, they are very likely Christians. And then they just play with the name of Jesus. Come on. So that is gang number two. The tables are there. The third gang we're looking at. And as we progress, it comes from the most, like the worst of the pack. And it gets better. So we're not, it's not getting worse. It's getting better. But it's still, some of them are still not good enough. The third group we're looking at is the IJN gang. Who is on this table? The microwavers. Those who abbreviation. They can abbreviate. They can abbreviate anything. It got popular maybe 10, 15, maybe 20 years ago. The people would type up a prayer in our Blackberry groups. And who remembers Blackberry? Type up their names in their Blackberry groups. A prayer, rather, to someone. Happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. And God will help you. God will keep you. God will guide you. I-J-N. H-B. <laughs> H-B-D. In fact, there's LLMP. There's no one other one that it was so long. I was like, what is this? Oh, GGMY something. That's what they last one. The one you used to say is GGMYB. God will make you bigger. So we just abbreviate it. Like it doesn't matter. How different are we? from the people that are going around saying Merry Xmas. A whole five-letter word, you reduce it to one word. And then the mass, you just leave that one. How different are we from them? The IGN gang. If you went through the trouble, and that's what I don't understand, to type up a whole prayer. A whole prayer. You went through the pain to type up a whole prayer. Why would you end it with IJN? You have already started typing. Just take the effort. Because then you are covering the prayer. That prayer is meaningless without the name of Jesus, right? Like, you are, not, you are just 
saying prayer, it's just good wishes, good will. So why not go a step further and finish it up completely in Jesus' name? We're going to play a little bit, a, a quick game. And something's going to come up on the screen. Can anyone tell me, whenever it comes up, what this means? Can anyone, does anyone know what that means? <laughs> anyone? Huh? You have mic that you can use it. You can try. It's a good thing, or it's a good thing. Mm. And it has benefits. It has benefits. So can anybody try? There's no gangster there. Can anybody try? What God? Hmm? With God. The rich will. <laughs> really flourish. <laughs> With God, the rich will really flourish. Uh -huh. <laughs> majesty, you know that that is, that is Majesty's daddy. <laughs> you see, added majesty into this name. <laughs> Can you see how useless this is? It's completely useless. I would like to declare to you that the benefit that was attached has ended officially. Now I will tell you what it means. Whoever gets this right will receive from me a hundred dollars. Yes. If you had guessed it, I would have given you the hundred dollars. I told you the benefit has ended, though. So you cannot come back again and <laughs> say so you want to guess. Sorry about that. Next time. Next time, next time. It has ended. CMM has closed. <laughs> CMM has closed. Ah, some people are trying online. When God took rights with right farm about hallelujah. More, <laughs> more about me. You can say that it's useless. If you didn't have that in full, if I had said it out loud, if I had said it in full, written it in full, somebody would have been $100 richer. But it didn't make any sense when it was abbreviated. So why would you abbreviate the name of Jesus and think, with, yes, it is with good intentions, but with results? I don't know. So for those who are on that table, I would implore you to repent. <laughs> to repent. <laughs> we cannot abbreviate the name of Jesus. It won't it will make sense anymore. We should proudly say the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The fourth gang. They are the Jesus gang. The alarmists. We are plenty on this table. In fact, I'm almost seeing that that table is probably the crowdest. We are plenty on this table. Again, with good intentions. But our good, now it's turning. A lot of it's maybe it started out with something happened suddenly. And you are afraid and you call upon the name of Jesus. Fantastic. That's how it started. But where it is right now, how it's going right now, somebody tells you hot gist. And you just shout, Jesus! Eh? That's what happened. So we have turned it into an alarm word. Anything, something happens that they are Jesus. Eh? 
Tell me more. Just. <laughs> we know the story of the boy who cried wolf. He was always crying wolf. He'll say, he'll come to the village. Wolf, wolf, wolf is coming, wolf is coming. Everybody will come out, come and help him, come and rescue him. They find out that the guy was just kidding. He didn't mean it. He was just playing around. Wolf, 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 wolf. And they kept coming. And later on, they were like, you know what, this guy. And then a wolf came to town. And he cried, wolf. And everybody was like, this guy has come again. What's this problem? And so nobody answered. Let it not be that because you're always saying, Jesus, Jesus, any small thing. And then when you now need him, he's like, come on. This person has started again. Always calling the name of Jesus. Like always calling Jesus, Jesus. Uh -uh. We shouldn't turn ourselves into alarmists. And if you are looking for an exclamation word. Find another one. You want to give me options? I thought somebody was trying to give me examples. Eh? <laughs> that OMG too, I don't like it. Oh ho. You can say, whoa! <laughs> if you are in pain, if you're even going on the road and you hit a stone, you can say, ouch. You can say, ouch. But I know that the, the, that's, if the ouch, those ones are the small ones. The day a big stone will hit your leg, you will say, yeah, pa. And then you say, I mean, ouch. People have given options. You can say, oh, my days. Oh, my. There's so many exclamation words. The name of Jesus is not an exclamation word. So let's not make it into one. Let's catch ourselves. Now that doesn't mean that because we have said it now, somebody will say it. Are you like, hey, 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 hey. see them, see them. We have plenty on this table and God will help us. But let's start to catch ourselves that when I called the name of Jesus just a couple of minutes ago, was it as an exclamation? Was that, what, did I need to call the name of Jesus? Was I calling him into that situation? If so, fine. Because yes, you can exclaim the name of Jesus when something happens and you're calling him into that situation. That's okay. But let's start to catch ourselves where we find that. So when I called it that name now, was it play? Was it exclamation? So you can imagine, you can imagine Jesus in heaven. And he's just there, he's chilling, you know. And then you call, Jesus! And he goes, my child, what's going on? And he just finds that it was even a mistake. Goes back. Again, you exclaim the name of Jesus. And he goes, and he's going each time you call him. Think calm. Think about it. If it were you. I know somebody, I think my cousin did that to my mom one day. She, she was getting frustrated. I think she was cooking and he was in the living room. And he would just shout, Mommy! And then she would run. That was the matter. And then he would start laughing. And then she would go back. And he did it a couple of times. And she was like, ah, why is this boy doing this? Does he want to give me high blood pressure? So let's watch how we call the name of Jesus. When you are exclaiming, when you are looking for something to exclaim, you can look in advance, you can check in advance and find the, what you start exclaiming, whether it is the oh my days, or it is the wow, or it is the yay, whatever it is, but not the name of Jesus. Don't belittle his name and don't turn it into an exclamation word. And the final gang, the fifth gang, is the Jesus gang. Those are the worshippers. You notice they are not shouting. 
I'm not saying that you cannot shout the name of Jesus. I'm not saying that. But I just had it. I just had to, you know, make a distinction between the two. They are the worshippers. They are the ones that Philippians two that we spoke about, verse ten to eleven, say that that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. They are the ones that worship him in spirit and in truth. They are the ones that revere the name of Jesus. Sorry, I meant we are the ones that revere the name of Jesus. We are the ones that put meaning to the name of Jesus. We don't just call it because we are playing or call his name because it doesn't really mean anything. After all, it is also a name. We have seen from the scriptures that God elevated him and gave him that name. That was like an a name of elevation. He elevated him to the point of highest honor. A seat we don't occupy. Not you, not me, not the president, not the senators, not the prime minister. Nobody occupies that seat except Jesus. So we are the ones that acknowledge that he's Lord over our lives. So Jesus, the name of Jesus, Jesus, even though he, Jesus is, isn't just a supernatural man. He is a supernatural, he's, he's, he's God and he's man. But he's not just who he is with an everyday name. His name is also as important as his person. So you may be thinking, but I worship Jesus, like I revere him. But are you doing the same to his name? Does his name hold that much weight in your eyes? Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone. And remember, Romans, that came after the New Testament. This is after Jesus had died for us and risen. And... That verse of scripture says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on that name will be saved. Acts 2.21 says the exact same thing. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Did he, did that, the verse didn't even say that who calls on Jesus who calls on his name, calling his name alone into any situation. That is where your safety is. So why would we take that name and trash it? We would not trash the name of Jesus from henceforth in the name of Jesus. Because why would, why would that verse say that anyone who calls on that name will be saved if that name didn't carry something, if it didn't carry weight? There's power in that name. The name of Jesus has power. Now, I was reading a scripture yesterday. Rather, a scripture came to my mind yesterday, so it's not here. It was John 16, 24, where Jesus was talking to his disciples and telling them to pray in his name. And he said something. He said, up till now, you have not called upon my name. Up till now. Maybe I should look for it. Or if CMM can help, I'm so sorry. John 16, 24. Jesus was saying, up till now, you have not called upon that name. So before, in times past, it was not a thing to call upon the name of Jesus. Up to this time, you have not asked a single thing in my name. Up to this point. But now ask and keep on asking and you will receive so that your joy, which is your gladness, delight, may be full and complete. So before then, it was not common to call upon the name of Jesus. But he says, up to that time. 
You have not asked in his name. But now you can ask in his name and keep on asking. And your joy will be full. Our joy will be full in the name of Jesus. So we spoke about the importance of words and the importance of how the, of, of the name of Jesus. When we spoke about IGN, with the game we played, how much importance is put on words. How important words are. If a word is missing from a sentence, or a couple of words, it, starts, it doesn't make sense anymore. One word can change a sentence. Can change the meaning of anything. And so if words are that important, why would you disdain? Why would people disdain, simplify, commonize, or joke with the most important word? The one who is the very word made flesh. The all-important word. Why would anybody want to play and joke with that name? So the next time you need to call out or type up the name of Jesus, put some respect into it. And so we, read, we, we spoke before about the heavenly realm and their response to Jesus. Their only response is worship. So what should our response be to the name of Jesus? Worship. Quickly, we will go to the demonic realm. We'll not spend too much time here. John 1 verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Amplified says, And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it put it out or absorbed it or appropriated it and is unreceptive to it. The kingdom of darkness has never overpowered light. Jesus is light and darkness has never overpowered the name of Jesus. Regardless of how strong they appear to be, regardless of what they think they can do to people's lives or situations or destinies, they have never been able to overpower the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so whether they like it or not, whether they like it or not, their response as well to the name of Jesus is worship whether they like it or not. Regardless of what they think, regardless of what they feel about him. I mean, even in the Old Testament, like, the name of God is revered through the ages. You can imagine that just as an aside, that story of Balaam and the donkey. I'm sure the donkey too, it's not like the donkey too, was made to bow. The donkey was made to bow. Those gods, you know the gods that we spoke, we, was it last Sunday or two Sundays ago? When, when the Ark of the Covenant was stolen, they gone. Yes, thank you. He didn't have a choice, so they left Dagon, they left the Ark of the Covenant there with Dagon. And the next morning, Dagon was on his knee, was bowed flat. Did he like it? I don't think so. No choice. With the name of Jesus, you have no choice. And so whether the, the devil likes it or not, at the mention of the name of Jesus, their knees will go flat. Hallelujah. And so we circle back that in every realm, like we read, in the heaven and on earth and under the earth, the only response to the name of Jesus is worship. Revelations 5, 13 to 14 kind of sums up what happened. 
He says, and then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. They sang, blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. Amen. The heavenly realm, we already knew that they had no problem with it. The earthly realm still struggles. Some people still struggle. The demonic realm, they don't even want to. But regardless of what category they are, at the end, everyone, every creature in heaven, on the earth, under the earth, will bow their knees at the mention of the name of Jesus. So you can either bow willingly or unwillingly. But bow, you shall. Whether we like it or not, we will bow. Whether it is of our own free will or it's against our will, we would all bow to Jesus. So even at this time, let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads. And let's introspect. Think deeply. What group, what gang do you fall into? The swearers? The jokers? The microwavers or the abbreviators? The alarmists? Or the worshippers? What category do you fall into? Do you fall into any of the first four? Or is there even another category that wasn't mentioned, but which still disdains the name of Jesus and to which you belong? Talk to the Lord, even at this time, and ask him to have mercy on you. Perhaps you have been a swearer or a joker for so long and not recognized or acknowledged the power in the name of Jesus. Or perhaps you don't even know this Jesus. And so it has been easy for you to disdain his name. You've always thought it was just another name. It is not just another name. A name highly revered. So talk to God if you fall into any of these categories. And if you do not know Jesus talk to him and ask him to come into your hearts today ask him to have mercy on you and draw you to himself promise never to take his name for granted promise never to take the name of Jesus for granted Pray that because you know him, his power will be evident in your life. We said before that there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in that name. There is power in the mighty name of Jesus. And you would not experience that power if you do not surrender to him. So if you need to surrender to the name of Jesus this afternoon, I beg you, I urge you to do so. We know the end of the swearers we know where their destiny is with their father so if you are giving your life to Jesus this morning you can pray this prayer with me Lord Jesus I'm sorry for my past and present wrongs I believe that you are the all powerful one sent to die on the cross for me I repent of my sins and ask that you come into my life today in Jesus' name, amen. And so for the rest of us, even recognizing that that power is available, you can even go ahead and introduce any situation that you are facing to the name of Jesus. Just like Dagon, that situation has to bow. There has no choice but to bow. Bring his name into that situation and ask him to manifest his power.
And even right now, let's revere the name of Jesus.
every chain in the name of Jesus all the chains are broken every chain every chain every chain oh break every chain break every chain break every chain there is power in the name to break every chain oh to break every chain the chains are broken in the name of Jesus cancer is broken in the name of Jesus unemployment is broken in the name of Jesus barrenness is broken in the name of Jesus every chain is broken oh every chain is broken because we mention the name of Jesus and we revere the name of Jesus break every chain every chain every chain the chains are breaking the chains are breaking the chains are breaking oh the chains are breaking the chains are breaking oh the chains are breaking the chains are breaking in our lives the chains are breaking in this place the chains are breaking in your homes the chains are breaking break every chain break every chain oh break every chain Every
Hallelujah. Let's give it up to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.